Welcome to Alphabet Flying Psychopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through a fish run with Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters and worlds we know and love and forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today is a wee little girl with a big scare robot. <laughs> <laughs> a patch. Uh, oh, I love showing off the big scary robot. People never see it coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about a character that I recently read a little bit about um but we're going to be talking about albert and lzd okay you, yeah you stumped you, me i got nothing <laughs> you don't okay well they, they don't show up in a lot um but what do you think they are i said one thing That's, robot you did say a robot and hmm. i'll, I'll, I'll give you this stereotypical little girl yeah okay. fair enough what's uh, the robot of well now i'm wondering it's got to be something wild huh and it can't be a sentinel, because there's already a kid running around with one of those, so... Yeah. Hmm. Oh, you just reminded me I need to read Murder Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it a uh, spider robot? Why not? No. Um, it is, uh... Okay, come on. Island. I keep on remembering things that I want to read. <laughs> oh, Spider Island would be so fun to read. What was it called? Avengers, the the battle royale, um, but with Aven, uh, but with the Avenger, uh, oh, Avengers Academy kids. It was. I know it was called Murder Island on the in uh, like in in the book, but I forget what it was called. I remember Death Locket being in it. Maybe I can just yeah, search it. It was um, Avengers Arena, is what it was. Avengers Arena, that's what it is. Okay. And yeah, I was really unhappy about that when it started running. I felt like it was a bad move to kill off your teen characters, but I bought it anyway because I collect runaways and Nico and Chase were there, so <laughs> I like I feel like it was a decent a decent homage to it and like decent homage to Battle Island and they did have a um interesting follow up where the No, absolutely the kids that I loved survived. The you know, did like underground yeah, stuff. Avengers Undercover. That was fantastic. Yeah, like I, I like I, I like uh, Avengers Arena for the most part. I, I've, but you know what? It's been a while since I've read, read it, and mm-hmm. also I now read read with a little bit more of a critical eye. And yeah. when I mean that, I just like I, I, I like different things now. <laughs> yeah, that's so. fair. I don't know. Um. I'm gonna be real. A lot of my criticism of it at the time came from the fact that I was basically only there for the Runaways, and they just don't really act like the Runaways in that series. And also, Hazmat was great in it. Yes, absolutely. That was, yeah, no, defining Hazmat story. <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe I should stop talking about comics and read about them right now. <laughs> But but yeah, so uh, the the robot is of Wolverine. It's a robot Wolverine, and they're connected. Really? They're both robots. Oh well. <laughs> All right. Oh no, it's it. I love them. Uh, I love them. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But uh, they show up in 
they show up in the latter half of Exiles, um, where the time broker is just like, you know what, people, you know who gets stuff done? Wolverine. Why don't we get a bunch of different Wolverines on a team? <laughs> and it goes really wrong. <laughs> so, so yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I can't wait to do the Exiles one. I read all 100-something, um, even though... Chris Chris Claremont's part of it was bad. I don't know why people keep on saying his writing's good. His plotting's great, but like his writing ages like milk, like yeah. left out in the sun. Like it's just it goes bad almost immediately. That's very fair. I think a lot of the reason people have so much attachment to Claremont is because he basically saved the X Men. <laughs> I mean, no, I understand that. It was, a, but yeah, but like reading his stuff now, like I don't have any nostalgia for it. Mm-hmm. Really? Because I didn't. Because I was reading, I was reading like newer X Men stuff. Yeah. Before I even read any of his stuff, and like I don't know, like he gets like real, like he likes choosing one of like the female characters and being really horny about them all the time. <laughs> and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It has horny white guy energy, and I don't like it. You're not wrong. There's. <laughs> Probably a reason. I mean, like I mentioned last episode, I learned most of these characters through the Essential Collections, and so most of the Claremont stuff I was exposed to, the things I really remember are the Kitty Pride stories, because she's just a kid trying to get along in the X-Men, you know? But, uh, yeah. As soon as he writes about times, Storm, she just mm-hmm. becomes naked all of a sudden, all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone's wanting to kiss her. Like, it's just, calm down, calm down. Now, on Come the one hand, I get Stop it. Stop being the so Mohawk. horny. <laughs> and I'll say this over and over again. You can be horny without it feeling gross. Mm-hmm. Like, just look at anything Leia Williams writes. <laughs> it's real horny stuff. So yeah. horny. Not gross. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I think the straights don't know how to be horny. That's, that's why. The, the straights true. don't know how to be horny. <laughs> that's that thing. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. The straights do horny bad. Like, I don't know. Like, queer spaces are horny as hell, but, like, no, it doesn't feel gross. It just feels like an ambient horniness that's just fine, you know? <laughs> I'll admit but. I'm super bad at picking up on ambient horniness, being very ace, but yes, even in these comics, it's it's very obvious sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It's whatever. I was kind of upset when I saw that he was going to be writing the Gambit series. It's just like, okay, sure. I, g- I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but but whatever. Uh, but speaking of, uh, this is... Uh, but yeah, so to describe it, it's it looks like a r- it's a little girl who's blonde, and she's attached to a Wolverine that is, that's a robot. has red eyes and, you know, metal parts and claws. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. <laughs> also, it's called Albert. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Albert is uh well their real name is albert and lcd i just that's a that might be that that's that's a pun that's a pun name yeah it's L- yeah, lcd sure is. you know like the, the letters i did realize that it took me about 10 years to realize that apex like from the squadron supreme was 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 supposed to be apex as in like the top they're supposed <laughs> to, like i just thought it was like yeah that's a monkey and it x <laughs> So I'm real bad at picking up pun names. Uh, But yeah, Uh, Albert, uh, other aliases is Dummy and Wolverine and LCD goes by none, which is I mean, that's 
I mean, I don't. I think I would just go by my name. That um, that's <laughs> joke. Uh, they have no dual identities. They are adventurers, aka homeless. Um, <laughs> citizenship is none. Uh, the place of creation is Reavers Base, Australian Outback. Uh, no known oh. relatives, no group affiliations. They were self-taught, and they first appeared in Wolverine issue number thirty-seven in nineteen. 19- 91 blood and claws part three fall back spring forward (laughs) (laughs) is such an obvious title for a wolverine story i can't believe it took that long for them to get to it (laughs) yeah but uh but yeah this is a pretty good wolverine cover yeah for sure like you have what i'm assuming lady deathstrike I'm assuming. If it's not, it's a good impersonator. Yeah, we have Lady Deathstrike, and she's being leapt upon by Wolverine, who has who's in his classic yellow and brown outfit, which I feel like is the best one, honestly. Mm-hmm. It fits his, like, short, stinky man uh, <laughs> figure. <laughs> which all the ladies love. And cl- also, you know what? Nightcrawler, because Nightcrawler and him are at least platonic boyfriends. Uh, yeah, I mean, didn't they... Uh... <laughs> Get it on that one time? <laughs> they had to of. Also, the only person who calls Nightcrawler Elf, mm-hmm. as in, like, <laughs> like, and is, like, weirdly, like, and we're not weirdly, like, like, Wolverine always managed to get drunk around Nightcrawler as well. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, come on. Are you saying they haven't kissed? <laughs> but they are, at the very least, friends with benefits. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I mean, <laughs> what is Wolverine is the Krakoa's bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I, you know, like, uh, who did the cover (laughs) for this? Oh, Mark Silvestri. Of course. Of course it's going to be good. Um, And he also did the interior art as well. But um, just, they're just so, they're (laughs) they're such good boyfriends. They are. But, but yeah, so. Uh, a pair of androids built in the Australian Weaver Outback base by Donald Pierce to destroy Wolverine, Albert and LCD uh, formed a most unusual partnership. Uh, Albert impersonated Wolverine to draw him out, while the explosive pa- uh, packed LCD was given the form of a five-year-old girl to get Wolverine close enough to blow him up. Because Donald Pierce knows that Wolverine while saying he's gruff, is the biggest softie, and also cannot resist becoming the surrogate father slash mentor to a young girl. Um, I think there's another pun name in this duo. Oh no, what is it? Because the robot is named Albert, right? Or the Wolverine robot. And I had to Google this to be sure, but the original Wolverine is from Alberta, Canada. Oh no! <laughs> I can't do anything! Puns are like my. Like, I love puns, but also I never get them when they're in front of me. That but, one's a lot more subtle, though, because I don't know subtle. that everybody's gonna know. <laughs> yeah. You feel like you'd be from like a none of it or something. Like somewhere, somewhere like real northern, like a, <laughs> like a Yukon or something like that. But. Uh, yeah, no, it's Cold Lake, Alberta. Okay, well, that's fun to know. Uh, so, uh, Pierce intended LCD to have a childlike inti- uh, in- intellect, thus preventing her from trying to save herself by disarming her explosives. However, the Reavers member 
Bonebreaker botched this part of the programming, giving LCD a genius IQ. Unable to override her own programming, she instead increased the intellect of her partner, whom she named Albert, after Einstein, Okay, Uh, hoping that this would help him defeat Wolverine, negating her drive to explode. Because um, yeah, that's a good yeah. workaround. It's a good workaround, yeah. Uh, Albert ambushed his prey beneath a L.A. tier, I mean pier, but lost the fight and was badly damaged. LCD set a fire, then posed as a trapped child to draw Wolverine in. Wolverine rescued her, but LCD decided that she could not kill someone who truly cared for her. She confessed her true nature to Wolverine, using all her willpower to override the detonation program, and Wolverine refused to leave her to her fate. She hacked into an NSA computer network, seeking to decode the arming sequence. Albert, who slipped away during the fire to repair himself, hacked a radio hut store to acquire more computing (laughs) powers and cracked the code. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Don't get me wrong. I like it. I'm sure it's plenty dramatic in the moment, but I just feel like... Yeah. Like, if your robot can just summon their willpower to defy their programming, I feel like you don't need to reprogram another robot to get there. Like, one one thing that I feel is, um, like, I don't know, do, do you think the power of friendship shows up a lot in, like, superhero con- comics? It feels like it, like, it feels like it's more of a, you know, manga thing. Yeah, definitely. Like... Especially in team books, most people on American superhero teams don't really seem to care for each other that much. So, well, they they care. They just have a lot of internal strife. <laughs> but like, I don't think power of friendship happens a lot. Definitely not. I might. I mean, I might be forgetting stuff. Stuff, but like, I think most of the time, like, it does come down to. I mean, Deus Ex Machina has come up. <laughs> that like, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but like. I feel like power of friendship doesn't isn't really a thing. Yeah, the only it might be. Hmm. Like I think it's definitely more a thing in the teen books. Stuff like uh, Champions or Unstoppable Wasp, and definitely Squirrel Girl. But oh, no, oh yeah, no those, but those are less those those are less focused on like fights and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And people being blown up. Like Unstoppable Squirrel Girl is like her whole thing is power of friendship. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. <laughs> by the way, um, you should listen to the the unbeatable. Uh, a radio show. Yes. Yeah. It's very it's, it's very cute. It's so Ryan Morth is writing good. it. It's literally just an extension of like of his <laughs> run. It is so adorable. You should definitely it really, really it. Is. there's there's only one thing I didn't like about his run of Squirrel Girl, and that's that they wouldn't that editorial wouldn't let him admit that she was in a relationship with another girl. <laughs> well also also like it was all but confirmed that Koi Boy is trans. I like mean, on, yeah. on on paper, kind of like you see him wearing a binder in one panel, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> like they definitely say he's trans outside. Like they talk about it in interviews, but within the comic itself, I feel like if they were able to do it now, because I feel like that that was being written. Who was that being written under? Was that still Axel Alonso? That might have been. It was a few years ago. Yeah. No, well, see, because I feel like now they would allow it, but that's just because they realize that they get more of the queers' money. <laughs> that's uh, debuted in 2015. I don't remember when the changeover was, but 
feel like it was when did Axel Alonso leave? Because Axel Alonso was also the one that says that uh, that while Hercules might be by in uh, war um, queer looks, in uh, looks like queer. Alonso left in 2017. Okay, no, yep, that makes sense then. Yeah, because he had a pretty strong like you can like you can mention it but not out loud rule. Because he also said, because everyone was clamoring for uh, for Hercules to be queer, like be visibly queer. And he was just like, nah, I mean, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, not to get too deep into spoilers, but in the last issue of that Squirrel Girl run, she gets outed. But as a superhero, definitely not a lesbian. Wink, wink. Don't look at me like that. Yeah. So it's it, it's frustrating, but I love it anyway. Yeah. Also, I will say if you if you want to see just uh, just a slab of meat be drawn real well, um, the 2000, 2015 run of uh, Hercules is uh, good 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 for you. You know. Yeah. Fair just, enough. just you know, if you just want to really see some like you know some grade some grade A just beef be drawn. <laughs> Like, like when I think of like, ooh, when I think of like, uh, not, okay, not inherently homoerotic art, but definitely, <laughs> you know, how like, like wrestling isn't supposed to be homoerotic, but yeah, it definitely yeah. is. <laughs> well, it's like that. Okay. Luke Ross. Luke Ross is who drew Hercules in that one. Okay. So, well. Yeah. Like, that's what's. Yeah. That is a recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it only has five issues, though, so, you know. Ah. But yeah, so uh, Forge examined LCD. I can't believe I didn't see that as a goddamn pun until now. It's so obvious. Okay. Um, but couldn't remove the explosives. Uh, Albert stole a stealth jet to fly to New York to be reuni- reunited with LCD, but was shot down over Manhattan by the Air Force, uh, crashing into the waters below. Both androids ended up in the sewer system where LCD was separated from Albert, but encountered Cable and Sabretooth. She sacrificed her body, remotely exploding it, to save them from drowning. As S.H.I.E.L.D. removed them from the area, Sabretooth broke free and attacked Wolverine. Elsie bit Sabretooth, causing him to leap (laughs) from the coffer. I love that she just straight up bit. (laughs) She just straight up just like, I'm gonna bite you. And and he yelped, basically, and (laughs) fell out of the helicopter. (laughs) Tiny severed head of an eight-year-old girl or whatever it is fighting Sabretooth. <laughs> yep. Beautiful image. Albert repaired the jet, also repaired the jet, and the androids departed alongside one of the hunters in the darkness, a vague humanoid lupine from Wolverine. I mean, from, sorry, not from Wolverine. Well, from <laughs> Canada, who Elsie befriended and renamed Puppy. Um... Traveling Canada, they found a barrel mound containing the clawed adamantium skeleton. Bargaining was spiraled to be sent back in time. The trio arrived in the middle of a battle between rival factions of the the Six uh, Sixka tribe. Um, LCD and Albert created encountered a temporarily displaced Forge and Wolverine from a decade ahead of their own era, who traveled back to combat the adversary. Forge and Wolverine vanished through time again, with no access to time travel. Albert and LCD stayed and stayed with the the Sisiska until the batteries ran down. Their buried bodies were found in modern day by Bloodscream, who recharged them. 
Oh, blood scream. <laughs> okay. Um, Albert located their modified stealth jet, and the pair resumed their travels together. I need to read more of their stuff. Yeah. I love them. I love them. They're perfect. They're perfect. <laughs> I gotta say, it is very 90s to create a pair of super-powered, ultra-intelligent robots that still run on batteries. <laughs> yeah. Um, they showed up in the uh, Iron Man 2020 uh, era, or Iron Man 2020, well, in 2020, uh, wow. when Arno Stark took over, because <sighs> technically Tony was an AI in a meat suit, <laughs> and like he rose like an AI rebellion and everything, and they showed up. <laughs> you know? You know where they should have showed up was Avengers AI. That would have been cool. Oh my god, that would have been so good. Oh, Avengers AI was so good. It was. <sighs> it's okay. not going to come as a shock that being a person who loves Runaways and Doom, that Avengers AI was... <laughs> no, no. It's some, some real, good, real good stuff for you. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm not going to go through their stuff that much. Oh, no, I'm going to. Also, Albert is uh five foot three because he's wolverine <laughs> yep. uh 300 pounds red eyes black hair and lcd is three foot two 35 pounds blue eyes blonde hair that is a very light robot <laughs> yeah um well they use that nice uh plastique explosion you know oh, real yeah explosives okay. you know <laughs> real 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 light you know carry a bunch of it in your pocket you know that's fair yeah yeah uh Albert has infrared vision, exceptional fighting skills, a bulletproof exterior, and adamantium claws, capable of cutting through most substances. LCD can detach her head and control her body remotely. Both androids have internal radios, are supremely strong, they can lift up to one ton, and are scientific geniuses. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Full like, package. Yeah, they're just cool. Yeah. I'm glad. That seems rad. Yeah. So, yeah, what, do you have anything to say before we go, uh, before we leave this? Uh, the only other thing that I have to say is that, as cute as these two are, I do imagine them, even though it's Wolverine and a small child, they're both Australian, because that's where they were made. <laughs> well, technically, yeah, if you're going by birthright, I mean, no, I'm by saying birth. I imagine them talking with Australian accents the whole time. <laughs> Well, I mean, you don't have to. You, well, I mean, all you have to do is just imagine the uh, the the Wolverine from the animated series, and you already got it. <laughs> I don't what know I'm why they gave it's Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He's Australian, exactly. Which they um, I can't. I'm I haven't read it yet, but they're. Did you see they're doing the uh, Krakoa era, but with the '92? I mean, with the '90 '90s era. I had not heard thing. that. No. Yeah, yeah, they're doing like what if we do Krakoa but with like the the 90s X-Men. Huh. It's like okay. House of House of uh 92 or whatever, well, however you do. <laughs> but like, yeah. I can't wait to read that one cuz yeah, we have that's... a non-war criminal beast <laughs> there. Non-war Instead of criminal having... a lot of people there. <laughs> As I will say over and over again, I have a feeling that this the like 616 beast is actually dark beast. And the Age of Apocalypse Beast was just Darkest Beast. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, what do you have to say? I mean, what do you have to plug? 
Oh, well, you can find me on Twitter at patch underscore jacket. Uh, mostly that's retweeting stuff, but every now and then there's pictures of my cat, so that's fun. And uh, if you've enjoyed me on this show, uh, you can catch me on my show, uh, Us Weirdos Have to Stick Together, where a couple of weirdos talk all about the L House. And uh, that's available on all your podcatchers, as well as at Us Weirdos Cast on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, if you want to catch me on another podcast, you can find me on Over in Smith, where I and my friend Faith read H.P. Uh, Lovecraft stories in somewhat chronological order and makes audiobooks if they're not too boring or racist. Um, so, and we have quite a few audiobooks out, so, like, you should listen to some of them. I put, I put work into them, like, you know, it's, it's real annoying to edit for audiobook, by the way, it's real <laughs> annoying, uh, so you should listen to it. If you want to see the people we're talking about, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter, Instagram, and, um, <clears throat> go to your podcatchers of choice, and maybe just, like, you know, rate, review, subscribe, all that junk, or tell a friend out loud with your voice. Um. This has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu predict... Oh, wait, I forgot. I have a Patreon, too. It's in the description. Uh, give me give me some money, please. Yeah, give them money. It's important. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.